Welcome to this week's episode of the Dad Improvement Podcast. I am your host, Sean Colleran. This week, we're going to be doing a little bit of Q&A. We got some questions from some people on Instagram that I'm going to be answering for you. Mostly, we're going to be doing this style because I was busy this weekend tearing down an old roof and putting a new roof on, so I didn't have as much time as I normally do to put my notes together and meticulously comb through uh, articles to find the best knowledge that I can send to you guys, so... Instead of giving you something half-assed, I figured this week I would just answer a few of your questions. So, first question we got was, how has failure shaped your life? Failure is an interesting thing because there's so much motivation around failure. You always hear people talk about, oh, you can't be a failure unless you give up, which is a great sentiment and definitely aimed at the right person can motivate them to keep going to get to their goals. But what if you were on a boat in the middle of the ocean and I told you that you had to hold on to a cinder block and jump in the water? You would sink about 10, 20 feet maybe at most and then wouldn't you give up that cinder block, just let it fall to the ocean floor so that you can swim up and survive? There's some things in life worth giving up. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. But now let's get back to the failure aspect. When you are younger and you're in school, if you fail a test, that's the end of it. You failed that test. If you fail a class, you get an F. You don't pass that class. You can fail a grade. You can fail out of school. You can fail out of college. It's a dead stop. It's like going down the road and there's a wall and you can't get over it. That's what failure looks like when you're younger in life and for a long time that's always what I associated it with. The first time that I challenged myself on this idea of failure being a hard stop was in college. I went to a four-year school and I was not doing well in my third year and a couple of my classes I was starting to get to the point where I was failing and I thought that if I kept going I would eventually fail out. So I instead decided to leave, but I couldn't leave without a backup plan. So I found a two-year technical school in the area, and a lot of my credits were going to transfer over. So I went to that school, transferred my credits, and finished up my two-year degree. I was able to take that degree, and I turned it into the job that I am still at now. This is the first time that failure did not look like a wall on a path that kept me from getting further down the pathway. I thought that to get a half-decent job, start a family, buy a house, I needed a four-year degree. This was not true. So this opened a whole new world of possibilities to me. It's like being at the bottom of a mountain and saying, I want to get to the top of that mountain. And there are many paths set out in front of you. You have no idea which one goes to the top and which ones go around. You don't know if they're going to be easier or harder or shorter or longer, but you see all of these paths in front of you. The only thing that you can do at that point is start trying paths. You just have to start. Pick one and go down that path. If it's the wrong one, you can turn around and come back and try a different one. And once you find the path to the top of that mountain that you're trying to get to, it's your responsibility to come back down and slap a sign on that bad Larry. Let the guys behind you know that this is the correct path. If you were trying to get up to the top of that mountain, here is how you do it. 
Thomas Edison said it best when he said, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that it won't work. So how has failure shaped my life? It's made me more resilient. I know that if I try something and I fail at it, it's not done and over forever. It was just the wrong path. So I take what I learned from that trial and error and I go back and I try again applying the new knowledge that I have. And I keep trying until I get it right. And I'm just going to give you a real quick heads up because I gave that mountain analogy with all the different pathways to get to the top. But if you're a parent, then your metaphor is a little different. If you've seen the Harry Potter movies or read the books and you know about the magic staircase that always changes directions and they swing to different sides so the staircase that got you to the right place yesterday won't get you there today, that's the metaphor that you're going to be living in. Because parents, let me tell you, the right path today is not the right path tomorrow. Those kids will change every single day. So you're going to get real good at finding the right path because you're going to have to do it often. The next question I have here is advice you have given on your podcast that you personally find hardest to act on. That's a pretty good question. This is a good question because mostly the reason I do this podcast or my Instagram account in the first place is because I need help with all these things. It comes from kind of a selfish place. These are all the things that I'm constantly working on and I need to keep reiterating it to myself some way. So if I can become the student and learn from people who are better at this than I am and try to teach it out to other people, then I believe that I'll become the best version of myself that I'm trying to be. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and just go with the entire episode on argumentative children because my son is still in that stage where he just wants to argue with everything and it gets on my last nerve at bedtime. Bedtime routine is always so difficult. I know that there's good information in that episode. I know that that stuff is true. And I know that if I could just adhere to it, it would make bedtime that much easier. But here's the thing. When you get to bedtime, everybody is burnt out. My wife, my son, myself, we're all burnt out. None of us have any patience left in our body for each other. The logical side of my brain is telling me that he just doesn't want to part ways from you. It's such a long time to be away from your parents and no kid likes sleep and this is all normal behavior and this is exactly how he should be. And then the illogical side of my brain is screaming way louder than the logical side and it's saying, powerbomb this kid into bed right now and then go downstairs and smash some ice cream. So how do I combat this macho man, Randy Savage, illogical side of my brain screaming these things at me? Well, consistency is king. I just have to keep looking over my notes 
and listening to the podcast and remembering what I said, remembering what I'm supposed to do, and just keep practicing it over and over and over again. It's a skill. And like any other skill, you have to do it over and over until it becomes second nature to you. The other thing that I'll say for myself is that I have to be more open to change. If there's something in the parenting world with your kids that you're just butting heads over and the outcome is always something negative and not the way that you wanted that to go, you have to be open to trying something new. The last question that I got was, how do you balance caring for your child with spending time with your significant other and also hobbies? Now, we can get to how you balance a child and your significant other and hobbies in a minute here, but I'm just going to go off real quick and just say that I know this person has a newborn at home, and so I'm just going to go ahead and let you know that there's no such thing as balance with a newborn. I'm sorry. There's like a couple months in here where it's just going to be all survival mode and keeping this small human that you've created together alive, and it sucks, but it's great all at the same time. Um, which I guess could be the title to the parenthood book. But yeah, when babies are that little, it's just survival mode. There really is no balance. The balance comes later and you'll get there. Don't worry, everyone gets over that hump. But just for now, hang in there, man. If you need any help, give us a call, obviously. All jokes aside, balance is obviously doable. This is a thing that can happen in your life, but it's not the way you would think of it as putting the weight on one side and the weight on the other side and everything's perfectly balanced. This isn't a Marvel movie. Balance can look different to each family. Balance doesn't have to mean that I went out on Tuesday night to hang with my friends, so now my wife goes out on Wednesday night to hang out with her friends. If that's what you guys want to do, then that's fine. But it doesn't have to be that way. If anything, you never want to be keeping score with your spouse. You got this, this, and this. So now I get this, this, and that. That's never going to work out in the long run. You're just going tit for tat with each other. And you're setting yourself up for failure at that point. Instead, you should be communicating to each other what you guys want for balance in your life. You should be talking about how much time you want to spend together. How many dates do you want to go on a month? How often should you be spending one-on-one time with your children? How often should you be spending time with your friends? Should you be going out and doing something? You want to know the answers to all of these things. Do you have hobbies? Do you have sports? Is there anything in your family that you need to take care of? Do you need to go see your parents more often or less often? Whatever it is, you want to get it all out and communicate about it. Get it on paper. If there's something in your life that needs your attention, then you should talk about it with your spouse. Once all of this is known, then you can start scheduling it in to your week. And try your best to get everything scheduled. I know things are going to fly under the radar and things will come up last minute, but as best you can, schedule things. My wife and I have a whiteboard calendar in the kitchen and we live and die by that calendar. And I have friends who go, hey man, you want to go golfing today? 
if it wasn't on that calendar two weeks ago, there's no way in hell that I can just sneak out to do that. On the rare occasion, you end up doing something last minute with friends or something like that. But we hold to that schedule as best we can because we made that schedule in order to feel some sort of balance in our family life. There's date days on there. There's times where my son spends time with his grandparents. There's times for us to spend time with our son to go to the cabin, to do cookouts, to hang out with family, to hang out with friends. My band practice is on there. Everything that can be on there is on there. This allows for both spouses to know what is coming that month. That's the idea. If you try to sneak stuff in all the time, your spouse is going to start to get resentful, thinking that you're just off and running, doing whatever you want, and they're left to play cleanup and to play parent and to play homemaker. You don't want that in your relationship. So communication is key for balance. Now, even with all that said, no matter how hard you try to keep all things in your life balanced, as a parent, you will feel like the scales are tipped in one way or another. You will always feel like you haven't been spending enough time with your spouse or your kid or immediate family or your friends or on your hobby or on work. You will always feel like you're slipping at something. This is totally normal, and I'm sure that it's not as bad as you're thinking in your own head. As guys, we like to just make things seem way worse than it really is. So don't feel bad if you feel like you're slipping at something. You may be a little bit, but I can assure you it's not as bad as you think, and it will come around. There'll just be times where you have to spend more time at work or more time with your child It's just the way the world works. It won't be balanced every single day, but over the long run, over a long enough span of time, things will be balanced. Thank you for sending in those questions. Uh, It was actually kind of fun to do this off the cuff and not have to do an entire outline or put anything together pre-recording. So maybe we'll do this again in the future, uh, some week when I don't have as much time, we'll do some more questions. So, as always, remember, improvement over perfection.